0: Good morning, my brothers and sisters, welcome to episode 18 in the book of Philippians. We're in chapter three today, and we're going to talk about the imitatable life, the imitatable life. So Paul's on this uh, section of mature thinking, and remember that Philippians is a book about setting our mind in a specific way, specifically mature thinking, and that is going to result in an imitatable life. And what we're going to do today is compare and contrast two ways of thinking, which results in two ways of walking or living our life. Two groups of people. One ends up with an imitatable life, and then one that ends up with a specifically not imitatable life. And we're going to major on the imitatable life. This is from from Philippians chapter 3, and I'm going to start in verse 17. Brothers... Join in imitating me. It's an amazing thing that he says. Join in imitating me, and not just me, uh, and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. Say it again. Brothers, join in imitating me, and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. For many of whom I have often told you and now tell you even with tears, He's going to talk about the bad guys here now. Walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction. Their God is their belly. And they glory in their shame with minds set on earthly things. And he's going to go back to the good group here. But our citizenship is in heaven. And from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. So think of these two big groups. There's one that's imitatable. There's one that's not imitatable. The imitatable group, he he says, are those who are mature. And how do you get to be mature? Well, you start by mature thinking, and that's going to end up eventually with the with the imitatable life. So Paul is asking his 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 audience to to be mature and to get there by thinking. In a certain way, setting our minds. So he says, imitate me, do what I do, and not just me. Keep your eyes on those who walk uh, according to this this uh, this good example. And these people are citizens of another kingdom. They're awaiting a savior. They're going to get a, a lowly body, which is going to be transformed to a glorious body by the power that enables him to subject all things to himself. He goes off on a little diatribe about heaven there. Sometimes you can't help that if you're if you're a Christian. And then he contrasts this other group of people who are walking as enemies of the cross of Christ. And they're many, so it's not a not a rare group. It's it's big. It's a big group of people. Their end is destruction. They're going to be subjugated in the end. Their God is their belly. Maybe it's their their zipper. They're glorying in their shame. I think it's one of the most interesting descriptions. So he's saying is they have morally shameful behaviors, and they should be morally ashamed with regret and repentance and remorse, all the things that you should have. But yet they end up with a prideful attitude, and they glory in what? Should be shameful. It's it's very unique. Romans uh, one thirty two has a similar uh, a group of people where these people are doing the wrong thing, and not only are they doing the wrong thing, but they give approval to others who are also uh, doing the doing the wrong thing. All right, let's not talk about the bad guys in a mirror. Let's talk about this good group of people, the imitatable group. Imitate me. Paul says, imitate me. It's an amazing thing. And keep your eyes on those who also are imitatable. Now, does this mean perfection? Of course not. Jesus is the only one who lived a perfect life, and he's not referring to Jesus. He's talking about actual humans. Imitate other humans. Um, And God has given you and me all the resources that we need to live an imitatable life. So the question, a good question for all of us is, are you living an imitatable life? And you may say, uh, yeah, I'm living an imitatable. As long as you don't look at maybe the way I drive, it's a silly example. Or as long as you don't look at the way I pray. Or, hey, as long as you don't, yeah, you can live my life, as long as you don't look at the way I give or maybe what kind of things I watch or um, I'm imitatable as long as you don't look at my work life or my zipper life. So Paul is saying, hey, let's start with our thinking and then move on to the other heartache areas, maybe the area of forgiveness, whatever your area of exception is. So I think it's a worthwhile exercise to think of the exceptions to the imitatable life in your life. Because your life, remember, it's doable and it is seeable. Um, And it's encouraging that that there's more examples than just Paul. We learned about Tychicus as we finished up Ephesians uh, a couple weeks ago. So here's the question, is who do you know that is perfect? The answer is nobody. Well, who do you know that lives an imitatable life? And the the real question is, do you uh, exhibit an imitatable life? Paul is saying you should. You should be thinking maturely. You should be acting correctly. You should be heading towards an imitatable life. You should be able to say with Paul, Is saying, join in imitating me and keeping your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. In other words, imitate Paul and imitate uh, others who are associated with him. I think today, as we think about these two groups, obviously don't be an enemy of Christ. Obviously don't glory in what you should be ashamed of. But Let's move towards Christian maturity. Let's move towards mature uh, thinking and let's move towards imitatable life. Let's get going towards imitatability. Thanks for listening.